Christ has ascended, glorifying him. Name the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everything written the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So today is a joyous day. It is full of hope and mystery and love. And uh, our Lord, Jesus Christ, you see today we moved everything in the church just about that has to do with the resurrection. And we took the plashtanitsa from the altar and put it away because we can no longer see him as he was in the flesh during those 40 days when he visited with us. And of course, the resurrection banner is also gone. But actually, the resurrection and the ascension are one mystical activity. And we know that by the fact that um, he had to ascend to the Father before the woman in the garden could touch him. He was ready, he was already ascending there. Then he came back and he was seen by his disciples and people. He wished to see him. And he'd already been transformed. He'd already been, had his glorified body. So what he had taken up into heaven was his human nature, which was deified in a mysterious way to become a source for all of us of life. Leo the Great, the Pope of Rome, the great man, he wrote a pastoral epistle we still have. And uh, he said in there about the ascension is that Jesus Christ, before he ascended, gave us the sacraments so that even as he ascended in glory at the right hand of the Father, we still have contact with him. And that, and as I say to you frequently, every sacrament is the divine touch of Jesus Christ. They are his good works. And his greatest gift, of course, is the Eucharist, receiving body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so we are not like a people left alone without leadership or hope or love. We just watched a movie last night, at least part of it. got a little bit late. We had to go to bed. And uh, it was about a monastery somewhere in Russia. I couldn't make out the Cyrillic to figure out the name of the place. I saw some beautiful things in this movie. The children, it was an orphanage. And these nuns and priests were, and monks, they're mostly monks and nuns, uh, were taking care of these children. And uh, one of the wonderful things, uh, they, this one very crippled young man, the priest would come up and take his hands and straighten them and rub them and make them move. 
And they, the priest was asked, or he explained to us, that um, we can't always heal their body. Uh, we can't always uh, cure their mind. But we can take care of their hearts. We can give them the love of God in their hearts, and we teach them to love beautiful things. And you know, our liturgy is a beautiful gift. It's filled with the beauty of God. And you watch us closely through liturgical year, you see how we move, pick things up, carry them to express our relationship with God. And he is in these motions, in the liturgical motions of the church. Christ is present. So he is not really far from us. And we have to be uh, remove all obstacles from our life that would separate us from the beauty, the love of the gestures of the church in sacraments and liturgy and in art. We have suffered uh, in this civilization we're living in of a destruction of a lot of things we love. I think about, for example, being in church with my mother and she was failing and I could take her to church when I could go there because I didn't give up my parish work to take care of mom. I finally brought her out to be with me and we had a few beautiful years together before she fell asleep in the Lord. But uh, she was a beautiful person, both physically and spiritually. She had her ways, like all women, but she was a beautiful person. Then she would sit in the chair and have to go to work, take care of things. I'd hand her the rosary. She said, Mom, while I'm out, say your rosary. And uh, every Sunday, not every day, I could have brought her every day, but she wasn't quite up to that. I brought her the Holy Eucharist. And she used to say to me, you know, receiving the Holy Eucharist in the Byzantine church is very special. I never asked her what she meant by that. I was just happy she felt that way. I thought it was wonderful. But uh, talking about our vocations as Christians, the most important thing is that we see the beauty in the church and Christ's presence in it. That the ascension is, oh well, that's over and we go on to the next thing. He is still with us. So in this movie, this Russian movie, we see a beautiful temple. We hear gorgeous music and these children, they could not necessarily do much. They taught them the alphabet. If they could write, they, they did the best they can with them. But he gathered them together and he sang with them. And just about all of them could sing the beautiful music of the church, the liturgy. And you would hear them. They'd be walking down the hallways and things like that. And they would be singing the hymns of the liturgy, which they taught them. And that's something about Slav culture that we have lost in America. 
not necessarily, but in most, some communities, the ability to sing together beautiful things. And you know, if you sing your religion, you're going to know it. If you sing the things that are in your heart, you're going to love them. I remember years ago, when the older generation that had migrated from Europe was still amongst us in our churches, they would come in before liturgy, I forget which one, we had two liturgies on Sunday at the parish church, and they would get in there and they would sing the rosary. Hagia uh, Maria, Rejoice Mary, that's the Hail Mary in Slavonic. Uh, uh, Diva Maria is another way to say it. And uh, in between the rosaries, they would sing the tropars, the Marian tropars that deal with, like, the birth of Christ, the truly proper to glorify you, all those things. They would sing, and then they'd go on with the rosary. I used to think to myself, it took a long time when you're little, you know. But that's so impressive. And when I came out here the, to the uh, boonies, you know, compared to the civilizations so-called in the West or East of us, I introduced the rosary. That before each liturgy, 15 decades that we said, so they would say one hour of the rosary before the Sunday liturgy. That's the parish church. And church grew. People came. They'd come for the rosary. We can have the rosary and have lay leadership to do that. Because they didn't sing it, because it was too difficult to teach them all the tropars in this mission land, but they loved the prayers. And they said those same prayers when they went home. And in the parish, I developed prayer groups. So what did those little prayer groups do? Well, they gathered together once a week because they couldn't all get to the parish church. It's, they had to drive everywhere. And they got together and they read. The rule was this. Read scripture, say your rosary, five decades, and have tea and coffee. Nothing elaborate. And those people became friends. They learned to take care of each other. This is part of the fellowship of being belonging to Christ. And the wonderful thing about belonging to Christ in his ascension is that we are now in fellowship with the heavenly kingdom. A person like us, Jesus Christ, is there. And I imagine in my prayer life, that when he entered in there, not only the angels rejoice, which we hear in the liturgy, but what about Moses and all the people mentioned in the Old Testament that were just? And had he what he had gained as he opened up Hades at the resurrection? What a glorious assembly of singing, beauty, and love. So these are the gifts I'd like to talk to you about at the Ascension and talk about your heart. God wants your heart. And the only way you can 
convert other people to our Eastern religion or Byzantine religion is teaching them to pray with the heart and love their neighbor, not by just doing good. People with no faith at all can do good if they just get a notion, but no one can really show love for a person without touching them, without sharing a meal with them, without really bringing them to the Holy Eucharist. And in that Holy Eucharist, we have ascended with the Lord, and he has prepared for us a way to go. When we die and all hope is lost, we can look for him. And for those we loved, and we share the new meal in the heavenly kingdom. This is a great feast. All those people have gone before you, those beautiful people. In faith, they're there. They're celebrating this ascension of the Lord every day. And there he is, enrobed in glory, in red garments, white hair, beautiful skin, fire coming forth from his eyes, showing the Father the scars of the crucifixion, how he brought love to his people even by death. No greater man is there that does not lay his life down for his people, for his sheep. This is a story of love. People say to me, they'd like to argue with me about religion, you know. It's a waste of time. I don't want to argue about religion. It's too much. Catechesis, good catechesis. It's not arguing about religion. And some people are all worried about all the rules. As far as I'm concerned, there's too many rules. And then they tell them if they don't keep the rules, they are in sin. That's not true. We try to keep the rules because Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. It's a matter of love. It's a matter of putting obstacles between yourself and the grace of the Holy Spirit. But he is trying to send forth that spirit to his sacraments and to his love and make you a whole person for you're ready to join the party in heaven. This ascension is, gives hope to the whole world. We're in a tough spot now. We can't really show our faith and love to our neighbor by shaking hands, by giving them a hug, by touching them because of this lousy virus. But please God, because we want to love our neighbor, the virus will go away. You know, all these politicians, they just make noise. They should be praying. If we can't pray together, we can pray at home. And now the churches are opening a little bit. Small groups can come to the churches. Do that. Don't forget, God loves a church that prays. The church itself is a building, but it loves prayer. That's why it's here. It's a spot on earth where God comes and dwells amongst us.
holy place. So today, this Ascension Thursday, which is full of beauty and love, you are dressed in grace. You are healed by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are brought to do your mission of loving your neighbor. And by that love, you will convert the world. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.